Welcome to Copyright Clearance Center's podcast series. I'm Christopher Keneally for Beyond the Book. It's Friday, November 3rd, 2017. Our weekly guest on the show is Andrew Albanese, Publishers Weekly Senior Writer. He joins me today from New York City. Welcome back to Beyond the Book, Andrew. Hey there, Chris. Well, it's the annual salary survey in the upcoming issue of Publishers Weekly, and that always gives us a lot of insight into what's going on within the publishing workforce. And tell us about the highlights. Yeah, that's right. In Monday's issue, it's our breakdown of the data gleaned from this year's annual salary survey. Uh, and that's drawn from a pretty healthy sample of about 521 workers across the book business, uh, across the publishing industry, I should say. And I'll give you a top line finding here that, uh, that we think is pretty timely. And that is that women have continued to increase their dominance in the publishing workforce, except when it comes to executive roles and when it comes to getting paid. Uh, in last year's survey, women accounted for 80% of the publishing workforce. And that's a huge percentage, obviously, and on the rise, up from 74% the previous year. Though it's not a surprise. You know, For the last several years, the PW survey has found that women are joining the industry at a much faster rate than men. In fact, in 2016, 85% of respondents to the salary survey uh, with under three years of experience in publishing were women. Uh, and that suggests that uh, we have a new generation of, of women leaders coming up in the industry. Uh, the dominance of women was especially profound on the editorial side, with nearly 89% of all editorial jobs in the industry being held by women, followed by 82% of sales and marketing positions, and both those numbers on the rise from previous years. And that brings us, of course, to the troubling data point that I had just alluded to earlier, and that's management, where women's share of jobs actually fell from 54% in 2015 down to 49% for the 2016 numbers. In other words, women in book publishing are taking more and more jobs. Indeed, as many as 8 out of 10 publishing jobs are now filled by women, but they occupy less than half of managerial positions. Well, since we are talking numbers here, Andrew, I have to say something doesn't add up. And it's interesting, the imbalance in executives' positions is reflected in pay as well. And I suppose that's not very surprising. Yeah, no surprise there either. Um, well, at least, at least not for women, because, of course, managerial positions have traditionally been the highest paying jobs in the industry. Uh, and that was true again in 2016, when the average salary was about 129000 for a, a managerial job in publishing. Uh, but the median salary for men in management was 127000 and that's about $10,000 higher more than the median for women in management. Men also reported higher salaries than women in sales and marketing oper and in operations and production. Um, so pretty much across the board in publishing, men uh, were earning more than women. The only area in which the median salary of female respondents was higher than that of male respondents was in editorial. And there, women averaged just about $1,000 more than men. But think about that. For holding nine out of 10 of the editorial jobs, as we just discussed, a $1,000 gap is pretty small. So that, to me, also suggests there's an imbalance as well. And the numbers get worse for women across all job functions, where the median salary for men in publishing, taking all jobs into account, was $93,000 and $65,000 for men. That's just an enormous gap. 
So I guess it's no secret that publishing has never been a high-paying field, never has been. In fact, when I started my first publishing job as an editorial assistant in 1989, uh, my salary was $13,400 a year, and I don't understand, I don't. I still can't explain how I survived in New York City on that salary. So it's no surprise that salary was listed as a top frustration among respondents, and especially by women, with 60% of women citing low pay as a major reason for frustration in their work. And overall, we should just say a general note that the median salary in publishing was $67,000 a year, and that's up just barely from the previous year, essentially flat. And most the most popular compensation range was 40000 to 59000 and it's been stuck there for years now. When Beyond the Book returns, not only Hollywood is getting its close-up moment when it comes to sexual harassment, we will hear what PW reporters have found going on in the book world, too. I'm Christopher Kinney. Publishers Weekly Radio has the very best in book talk directly from New York City, the heart of the book publishing world. I'm Mark Rotella, Senior Editor at Publishers Weekly. And I'm Rose Fox. I'm a Senior Reviews Editor at Publishers Weekly. Join us every Friday for a full hour of exciting author interviews, best-selling books, and expert reports on the nuts and bolts of publishing. Every week, we make sure that you have the inside story of your favorite story. Take a listen at publishersweekly.com slash pwradio. I'm Christopher Keneally for Beyond the Book with Andrew Albanese of Publishers Weekly. PW's annual salary survey once again documents the unequal levels of pay for men and women in publishing, Andrew. And low pay certainly is an understandable frustration for women in the book business, but it's far from the only frustration. Revelations of sexual harassment and assault tied to Hollywood mogul Harvey Weinstein have opened up a national conversation in the United States about such behavior in America's workplaces. And PW reported last week on the prevalence of sexual harassment and assault in the book business, something Beyond the Book spotlighted in a special episode this week with your colleague Rachel Deal. We heard about everything from people being made to feel uncomfortable by sort of stares and offhand comments to physical assaults. And, you know, we also heard about things where and we had a story where a boss admitted to um, via email to one of his female employees that he was in love with her. So, uh, you know, it really it did run the gamut. So that's what Rachel was telling us uh, earlier this week, Andrew. But tell us about the reaction you've gotten uh, inside the PW newsroom to that story. Yeah, well, we've certainly gotten quite a lot of reactions. So, you know, lower pay than their male counterparts, you know, a persistent glass ceiling in terms of management positions and a culture of inappropriate behavior by men. Not exactly a winning combination for the publishing industry. But, you know, I will say this about the reaction to the story that we've had so far that no one's been surprised. Publishing has long had this sort of like madmen culture in some respects. You can just go back and read Boris Koshka's great book about Robert Strauss, Hot House, and you get a sense of what things historically have been like in the publishing business. And yet, as the survey shows, women, to borrow a phrase from Hillary Clinton supporters, have persisted and they're taking on more and more positions in the publishing workforce. And my hope is that it's only a matter of time until the glass ceiling in the publishing industry shatters, that we see more women moving into management positions, not just in our business, but in the world in general. Uh, And my hope, too, is that the Weinstein revelations, which have empowered a great conversation about what's really going on out there in the workplace, will be a tipping point here. Uh, And that such behavior widely endured by women 
women may finally come to an end. Well, for the complete survey results of uh, PW's annual salary survey and more, listeners can open up Monday's issue or go online. But have you noticed any other trends you'd like to share with us today? Yeah, sure. So, you know, in a new question that we added to the survey this year, we asked publishers about their internship policies. Internships have been on the rise in all of American workplaces. They're kind of a, a great place to get some labor, <laughs> so to speak. But, you know, not unsurprisingly, 87% of respondents said their companies hire interns. Uh, and I guess it's good news that two-thirds of them reported that they actually pay their interns. But that pay, I should say, is actually pretty lousy, just about $10 an hour. Uh, of course, diversity remains uh, really an important and somewhat intractable issue in the book business. You know, the vast majority of publishing employees are white. 87% in the latest survey was 88% this year, so essentially no movement. But here's what I find most interesting, somewhat disturbing about the numbers, is that despite the lack of meaningful change in those numbers, you know, 87% white still, more than a third, 37% of all employees think that progress has been made. And what bothers me about that is that the diversity issue has really been widely discussed in the media. Uh, we've covered it ourselves in PW on a couple of occasions in, in the last year. But I'm, I'm worried that some may feel that having that discussion is actually leading to action. And I think that would be a dangerous assumption. You know, maybe we're actually just a few years out from seeing uh, all the attention that's been brought to diversity in publishing actually reflected in the statistics. I don't know if that's true or not. It's something to watch. But there is a general sense that we are seeing more diverse books. So that's a benefit here. 72% of respondents overall and 65% of respondents who did not identify as white said uh, they believe that the industry was releasing more diverse titles. And certainly uh, we talked about best books last week, and you can see uh, more diverse titles uh, in our top books in PW in 2017. Well, last week on CCC's Beyond the Book, Andrew, you reported on the latest industry statistics that became available from the Association of American Publishers, and you suggested uh, these numbers showed the book business was fairly strong, particularly with the rise in print sales that we've all seen. So this week, though, you have a stock reminder that challenges remain. Book World, a Midwest chain store, has announced it will close all of its 45-store locations. So what do you think this rather sad news means for the book business? Yeah, definitely a little bit of bad news for the book business, uh, for sure, as the Appleton, Wisconsin-based chain Bookworld Inc. rather abruptly announced that it was going to be closing all of its bookstores. That's 45 outlets across the Midwest. Uh, in a letter to business partners and vendors, uh, Bookworld officials said that a liquidation effort would begin immediately. In fact, it started at all 45 locations yesterday, November 2nd, uh, and it's going to continue until all the inventory, books, magazines, greeting cards, and all the other stuff that they sell there uh, is, are completely gone. The company expects that all the stores, all 45, are going to be completely shuttered by January, and that is a hasty exit indeed. So what does this really tell us? What does it say about the bookselling landscape? Should we reevaluate what we were saying about print books? And notably, even with just 45 stores, Bookworld was the fourth largest bookselling chain in the country. But what really hurts here is that it was regional in the Midwest, uh, which means that there are a lot of communities in the Midwest that are going to be without a bookstore nearby. And you know, on the one hand, I think that's an opportunity for indies to step up and step in, as we saw them do after the borders collapse. Uh, and of course, that's probably an opportunity for libraries to tout their services a little more. But what I really think this points out is the power of Amazon. 
Amazon. For all the talk and fear of the Kindle and eBooks and what that was going to mean for print, the real effect on booksellers, on bookstores, is that they're selling print titles online. That e-commerce is really big and growing and a growing section of ebook sale, or excuse me, of book sales. And it's hard to compete with that. If there's one takeaway from Bookworld's closure, uh, I think it's a nod to how many of us actually get our books these days, our print books. And that's delivered within 24 hours by Amazon via UPS. Well, books may get delivered in those trademark brown trucks, but as for the news about the book business, that's delivered every Friday right here in CCC's Beyond the Book with Andrew Albanese of Publishers Weekly. Thanks so much for joining me today, Andrew. My pleasure, as always. Coming up next on Beyond the Book, including such nations as Singapore, the Philippines, Vietnam, Indonesia, and Malaysia, Southeast Asia is a dynamic region of expanding economies and growing young populations. In Singapore, on November 13th and 14th, the Story Drive Asia Conference unites established players from the book, games, and film worlds with innovators and entrepreneurs from across the region. Programs developer Claudia Kaiser at the Frankfurt Book Fair tells me why Singapore is a big draw. People come to Singapore to network and exchange knowledge and also exchange rights. So it's a perfect hub also for the publishing industry and of course also the educational industries. Media innovation on show in Singapore next on Beyond the Book. Beyond the Book is produced by Copyright Clearance Center, a global leader in content management, discovery, and document delivery solutions. Through its relationships with those who use and create content, CCC and its subsidiaries Rights Direct and Nexus drive market-based solutions that accelerate knowledge, power publishing, and advance copyright. Beyond the Book co-producer and recording engineer is Jeremy Brisky of Burst Marketing. I'm Christopher Keneally. Join us again soon on Beyond the Book.